0: All right, welcome everyone to the Elite Star Podcast. My name is Isaac Winoto, your host for today's episode, alongside the founder of Elite Star Admission himself, Andrew, which you will meet in just a little bit. Throughout this podcast, we will discuss career aspirations and stories to motivate the young generation for college, career, and beyond. Without further ado, let's welcome the founder of Elite Star, Andrew Owen. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Isaac. Thank you so much for having me and being a host on today's episode. And and I'm doing really well. How are you doing?
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity to host this uh, very first episode together with you. I'm doing well. I just started college for like one and a half weeks now. And yeah, adapting, adjusting to like the quarter system, which goes by really quickly. But yeah, so far so good. Awesome. I'm excited for this talk. Definitely. So because it's the first episode, we want to know more about college admission and basically um, dive deeper um, into the story behind Elite Star and why Andrew started Elite Star um, at first. So probably we can start with like a brief background of your aspirations and why you started Elite Star. um, And maybe like if there's any... um, if there were any motivation uh, going through your mind when you said, Hey, I wanted to start elite star.
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. So for me, I actually chose the wrong university. Uh, And and that was kind of like when I was in high school, my, my parents kind of uh, told me to go to do finance. And so I did finance without really doing a lot of research on any other major. Um, but also, like, not doing a lot of research on the university. So then, like, when I went to my college, I, I didn't really... Um, I thought it was okay, but I didn't know that um, other university, it has a different feeling. Um, so when I took summer school at UC Davis, I was there for, like, two months. Uh, I, took, I, I took a course in biology for some reason, even though my major was finance but I took a biology course there and I totally fell in love with the place, uh, with the environment and wow. just, yeah, like the way that the campus feels and the way that students actually go on the bus together to go to their classes. That's what I wanted, uh, in my college experience, which I did not get.
0: I see. I see. And then, um, from there, um, from your experiences as a college student back in the day, um, yeah, what made you want to, yeah, what made you how many years later um, have that feeling that Elite Star, like a college admission service, um, is needed for students um, in Indonesia and beyond? And probably um, to go along with that, um, you can give a little bit of a description of what Elite Star essentially is.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So uh, Elite Star was born uh, about five years ago, but that was like way uh, after I graduated college. So what I realized was, uh, looking back, that I actually like helping people, um, and that's why my major was finance. But then I switched to uh, pre-med because I wanted to do uh, uh, medical school. I volunteered in the hospital in the emergency room for about a year, and then decided that it was too long for me to uh, do medical school at that time. So then I went my MBA and then I remember that during my MBA I even tutored uh, the younger um, like students in undergrad in econ and accounting. So uh, like looking back I, I I realized that I actually like helping people in general. I just did not realize it earlier in life but then I realized it like later in life. Um, so then about Five six years ago, I had the opportunity of um, uh, going around different high school in Indo, because our family business we do uh, we import books, so we were you know s- supplying a lot of textbooks to schools. So I used to visit a lot of high schools, and when I asked the principal like where do your top student go to school, they would tell me you know some random university that I've never heard of, mm-hmm. um, and then I wonder why that was happening because if you go to a high school in the US, I would say the top 10% student most likely would go to like an Ivy League. Um, but in Indonesia, like that is not the case. Uh, so that started my motivation and aspiration of helping a lot of Indonesian students to to, to get to their dream school. Um, but on top of that, actually another reason was because I, I realized that we, we don't have enough, we don't have enough talent in Indonesia to to grow as a country. Uh, and also, to grow our businesses. Um, and when I was trying to find people to to hire uh, in in my family business, like it was really hard to find someone that we can hire that has a good quality education, uh, but also a good experience. because I, I used to work at Disney. I, I don't know if I, if I, if I told you that before
0: yeah, I think I, I don't really like recall, but yeah yeah, it, 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 I, yeah I just I just came to remember again <laughs> Right,
1: right. Yeah, so yeah. at at Disney, like it was it was such an amazing experience being in a 50 billion dollar company. Right. Uh, and and people don't think like it's hard for us to imagine how big like a 50 50 billion dollar company is until you work there. Yeah. And literally, they they are in about 50 buildings, like office buildings, 50 of them. It's all, all owned by
0: Disney. Wow. All in the same location, like 50 buildings
1: yeah that's it's, crazy. That's, it's all in Burbank, basically. where the headquarters is? Uh, okay, yeah. And working at Disney, like it, i I had a chance of getting to know a lot of experiences in terms of like how a big company operate and also like the talent that they were recruiting uh, the, and, and also in terms of the people, like the workers, you know they're they're very independent they they can think in uh, by themselves um, and and everything is like a well, run oil machine uh, and when I went back to Indonesia, tried to help with the family business, it was completely a different story, um, but also there's not that many companies that's like over a billion, like I, I, I want to say maybe like 10 of them, but in the US there there could be like hundreds or thousands
0: of them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with you. I, I think that um, having been born and raised in Indonesia for um, like almost all my life. Um, i I think those problems still persist in Indonesia. Um, a lot of a lot of companies also, and a lot of like, um like what you said, a lot of schools in Indonesia, I think they don't have the necessary resources, and they they need they need those resources, especially for college. Um, probably there mm-hmm. are a ton of international high schools in Indonesia. There are. A lot of um, resources for that, maybe. But um, the step from high school to an international college sometimes um, that that connection is still a bit difficult to find. And just right. speaking to that, um, what problems did you see when you when you said you were like moving from school to school and seeing um, like these students? They mostly went to colleges that you didn't, you, you've never even heard of, right? Um, yeah. Why do you think it is that way? And yeah, what what would what you want to change about that system?
1: Yeah, so I think th- there are a couple of reasons for it. Uh, number one, it is that the school does' not have the right support for the students. Uh, and a lot of the school counselors, they're great, but then they have never been abroad uh, in terms of like going to a university. So it's really hard for them to connect with the with the student in terms of like a global university. Uh, also, there's not many support uh, in terms of like like one counselor supporting like 80 to 100 students will, will be very, very tough for one counselor. Uh, that's number one. And then the secondly, I think it's the mindset that we have in terms of like aiming high. Like a lot of our Indonesian students, uh, we don't really tend to aim high just because a lot of us we would go back and help out with the family business anyways. So a lot of parents have this mindset of, you know, just go to college as fast as you can. You graduate and then you come back and then you can help with the family business. And it doesn't matter like where you go to college. Uh, and, and and that that mindset is a bit different than if you go to like Singapore or South Korea or Japan, where they really need to go to a good university to get a good job. For us, we don't really need that. Um, and so we don't really uh, we don't really aim high because of that. And third, I think we we have this mindset of uh, being scared of aiming high in terms of the student. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's this like kind of like a lack of because even though because I, I, I do go around different schools and I present to a lot of students, even the smart students, sometimes when I tell them, why don't you apply to Harvard? They get they get really scared, like they get intimidated. By, by that name. Uh, so so there are a lot of factors. so these these
0: factors are the things that I'm trying I'm trying to change uh, with with our students. Right, right, right. One of the best things that I've been someone who used Elite star um, for, yeah, I, I used Elite star when I was in junior and senior year of high school. And one of the visions that I think is best about Elite star is um, Andrew and the Elite star team has always encouraged me to aim high. And that has been something that really uh, motivates me as a student and also, and also that kind of mindset is not something that every um, service has, which I think makes EliteStar, um, um, EliteStar successful and EliteStar um, the great, the great resource and the great uh, vision that it has. So um, talking about that, Um, what visions do you want to accomplish through Elite Star now? I know that Elite Star has been going on for five years and you have um, a a lot. I I don't really know, like tens, um, so many students Mm -hmm. have gotten to Ivy Leagues and top schools um, Mm -hmm. through your service. But yeah, 2020 is obviously a difficult year. Things have been changing with the pandemic and like we are living in uncertain times, right? Um, But yeah, what is the future? What vision do you want to accomplish through Elite Star?
1: Yeah, so so my my vision is actually uh, kind of trying to get students to maximize their talent, um, and and I think because we're we're such in a global uh, economy right now, even though the pandemic has you know slowed down that uh, that mindset of uh, international or, or or global mindset. I think that like in Indonesia, like we don't really think about competitions that much, especially from like abroad. Uh, Because if you look at Amazon, right, versus Tokopedia, for example, like Amazon has been around since 1996, 1997. So it's been more than 20 years, right? True. Uh, And Tokopedia has been around for five years, around there, uh, or maybe longer, like somewhere around around there. Nine to 10 years, yeah. Nine to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you look at, in terms of like, technology, uh, how, how far behind we are versus Amazon, even yep. though we don't see it, like we're, we're pretty much like way, way behind. Um, and if you look at in 1950, right? Like there were countries that have sent people to space in a rocket ship. Right. If you look at our country or look at, you know, some other countries as well, like we, we have not sent any rocket spaceship into space Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, and if we we look at the vaccine right now with the pandemic uh, we're depending on other countries to create the vaccine so we can buy the formula or we can import the vaccine right because we don't have research and development Um, and uh, so I think my aspiration in the future for the younger generation is is to really like widen your scope in terms of like what are your passion what are some majors that are available out there that is current your passion? Because that passion that will, will last for a long time. So if your passion is biology, for example, and you're really, you're really passionate about it, you can come back to Indo and create your own uh, research and development uh, company for future vaccines. Um, but we do need that knowledge and expertise that we can get from outside of Indonesia. So that, because in Indonesia right now, we don't have that knowledge and, and the expertise. We, we Sometimes we think we do, but then like in terms of the knowledge and expertise, we're so far behind that mm-hmm. we, and we don't really know how far behind we are.
0: Yeah, that's until right.
1: Until we compare ourselves, right? Or until you've been outside. Um, mm-hmm. And so like my aspiration is to get the younger generation to really think deeper on the deeper level in terms of what they want to do in the future what are they passionate about and how can they compete globally but also like what can they bring to indonesia to really make an impact in the future so that we're not as dependent on other countries and also if other countries like for example amazon would come to indonesia like we would know how to we would have to, we would have the resources to 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 fight off like global competitions, basically.
0: Yeah, that's a really good vision. And I think it's really important as we uh, move on, especially as a country, Indonesia. um, I've always talked about this. I think in five, ten years, Indonesia is going to go through the most productive age. And if we want to excel in this productive age, our youth, our young generation has to be equipped with it. And as you said, um, a foreign education, education in um, other countries, it will really help us um, be... Um, have a more open mind Mm -hmm. and also look at what's out there because sometimes when we're in like our own bubble in our own high school we think like oh we're the best in our high school and it always seems like we're just um, a a big fish in a small pond right Um, and then going abroad will really broaden our perspectives and find out um, what's more Mm -hmm. and how we can excel even more so yeah, I mean, this has been like an amazing talk. Probably I have one last question mm-hmm. um, regarding this podcast. Obviously, um, you had the idea to start this podcast and then thank you so much for inviting me as a host. But what do you hope to achieve with this podcast, um, especially to help the young generation? Um, what, Or maybe just like to add on to yeah. that, like what is your message for them, for the young generation? Yeah, so I think
1: for 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 this podcast in the future, what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to expand so that we can have uh, speakers, guest speakers who can come. And also, uh, they can talk more about their career major selection. Because I think one thing that we're lacking is uh, finding out uh, what are other majors available out there, but also like um, our students are having challenge of asking a mentor in terms of uh, what do they do in that specific major it's really hard to find that information and it's really hard to find that um uh that mentality of like what are some majors out there that that are available that they that they might not uh heard of before Uh, Uh, so that's my uh, question for this
0: podcast okay 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 gotcha gotcha yeah i mean i think just like on the just like on the topic of that (laughs) i have a curious question for you I mean like with them like this unsurmountable amount of majors available now and like so many different fields open up especially like this pandemic it's opened up a lot of new jobs a lot of new opportunities um, and also like on the other hand on the flip side there are a lot of jobs that are lost or in the future we know that there are a lot of jobs that are going to be some people think that some majors or some jobs are going to be obsolete and then it makes the student feel like, hey, what major should I pick? And it's always this thing in their head where there's like, it becomes so difficult for the student to choose a major. So yeah, what is what do you think about choosing a major? How hard is it to choose a major for the high school senior? Yeah,
1: and, and, and that's always the question that's first asked by my students and also the parents, right? Like what major should they choose? Um, and 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 that question is actually pretty, pretty complicated. Like it's it's very hard to choose a major. It, it's more, I guess it's both of a science and an art because we do uh, personality testing. So we try to do that, but we also try to figure out what are some upcoming career that might be great for students in the future, um, but also like what, what we think the student might like in that career. Right now, I think, Majority of our students, you know, of course, we, we choose either business or econ, engineering, computer science, um, mm-hmm. arts, or um, and and that's probably like around eight to ten majors that's available. And then there are about like fifty to sixty majors out there that we don't think about. Um, so so those majors, there are a lot of majors out there that we might not have in in the school as a subject, right? So it's it's really hard to figure out what is that major all about when you don't have it as a subject um, psychology, for example, and psychology is not available in your school, right? I,
0: I think it is, but it is. I have to double check. I'm not okay. Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. So psychology, like it's available in some schools and then not available in some other schools, like for A level students, it's not available, but for IB students, it's available. Um, So psychology, sociology, anthropology, international relations, uh, those are majors that are not typically in in any uh, subject in a school. Um, But also there are like upcoming uh, majors out there that are getting more popular and also a lot of students um, in the future might have a good job with it. So an example of that is data science, right? With with technology, the rising of technology companies out there.
0: Yeah, I think it's... It's so true. I mean, um just being more open-minded about different majors, um, a lot of people fall into that, um, yeah, they fall into that spectrum where they want to do either business or economics or engineering. I think that those are like the most popular majors, but yeah, being open-minded and having like uh, thinking of these different majors, which um, which which might open up a lot of opportunities in the future. Who knows, right? Um, I think it's also really cool. So, yeah, I think that wraps up our talk for today. Um, I think it was a really great conversation. Um, Andrew, do you have any last words to say to close? Uh, no, I, I think, I think, you know,
1: that's about it for me. And thank you so much, Isaac, for, for having me on this on, as a host. Um, and I appreciate your assistance and your
0: guidance as a, a, in this podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Andrew. I mean, I'm also super honored and humbled to, to be able to host this um, episode together with you. So thank you so much for listening to the Elite Start Podcast and goodbye everyone.